Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. They're longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first-time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be brighter days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you stink. It's Willard and Dibs. <laughs> On 95.7, The Game. All right, your answer's a fair one. It's a fair one. There's no doubt. We view people through different lenses. Yeah. Steve Kerr's won a championship. Kyle Shanahan is not. All right. Steve's won four. Yeah, I'll accept that. Although, I don't ever remember being at any of the parades where people were like, did you see Steve Kerr coach that game last night? So in other no, words, but the first one, but, when they went to Memphis and they were down 2-1 and he decided to put Iguodala in the starting lineup, we all laud that you, as one of the great moves in history. You don't need to explain Steve Kerr to me. You know I'm a big fan. I know. Like, I know you are. But yeah. to me, that first title was like, man, Steve, you took Mark's team, hand down, man down, and you made him a champion. And yeah, the two KD years, whatever. And then the yeah. last title felt more like a Steph title. But for me, the first one felt like a Steve Kerr title. Well, I, like everybody gets credit, and, and so certainly right. not, not, not going to take that away from anyone. I'm also, though, I'm not someone who looks at coaches and players, for that matter, and goes, your greatness will solely be determined by whether or not you win the last game of the year. Right. That's just not the way that I, I, I look at it, and I know a lot of people do, and that's fine, and so I'm not here to change anyone's mind on that. But I do hate stats. I do hate stats. I really do. Um, I'll remember this. At their core, I do not like stats. I try to come up with a different argument away from stats because just think about it from a conceptual standpoint for a moment. I love stats. You watch the game. (laughs) Thank you, You, Peter. Where do you get the stats? I get the stats on the internet. Footballreference.com. Right. So that means that happens after the game. That means I'm acting like I can experience the game on my computer on a Tuesday. I, I can't experience the game on a computer on a Tuesday. I can experience the game on a television set on a Sunday or, or whatever. And I just think that too often the stats don't tell the story. I used to hate the name of that ESPN show, Numbers Don't Lie. Yeah, they do. All the time they do. And so if you're just joining us, the reason I bring that up is it feels to me like we are still 
in a now national debate over whether or not Kyle Shanahan used Steve Wilkes as a scapegoat. Jason LaConfora today on Twitter called Kyle Shanahan an eternal scapegoater. Sean Marion, uh, Mer- Merriman, not Sean Marion. Uh, he had a funny look at the point shot. Yeah, he was great. Sean Merriman on Twitter uh, quote tweets the firing of Steve Wilkes and says, I don't understand this one. Clarence Hill Jr., who covers the Cowboys, <clears throat> comes out and lists all the things that you don't blame Steve Wilkes for. Looter's foot and Burford the wrong way and Mahomes and the decision in the OT or whatever. Right, right. All the things. And I'm like... McCaffrey fumble. Are we all still there? Like, do you... Are we processing this as Kyle's blaming Steve Wilkes for the Super Bowl loss? That never even occurred to me. That I don't think that that had anything to do with it at all. And what's what's sort of gaining steam as this like snooty comment on social media is well, if you watched 49er games, you'd understand why Steve Wilkes is not the DC anymore. And I agree with that. I also understand how it comes off very high and mighty. Of course. Oh, oh, thanks, Clarence. You never watched the games. But it's a correct statement. You never felt good about the Niner defense all year. And it's not blaming Steve Wilkes. It's simply two philosophies that didn't go together. So Steve can be an amazing DC. Kyle can be an amazing offensive coach. I just don't know if they can do that on on the same team. That's yeah, all. I disagree with that statement okay. about you never felt good about the defense all year. You felt great about them in the first five games. Um, so if you look at the— Not great. I didn't. I felt great about the, I went the to the first five I games. went to the New York Giants game, the home opener. I was I, there, too. And I was like, this is good. It, oh. doesn't, it doesn't look dominant to me. The seats were good too. But it doesn't. Yeah, I know where you were saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, I thought that they looked remember, great. They remember, were dominant. And remember they were Nick Bosa's sack? I think that was his first sack of the year, and it was a complete like, oh, Daniel just turned the wrong way right into Nick. It was like it's fine, it's solid, and you're right. There were I thought moments. it was better than solid and yeah. better than fine, and you know maybe it was the opponent, but when they beat Dallas forty-two to ten, I think we all were it's thinking. A good game. We all were thinking this defense is best in the NFL. They're elite, and if the offense can do that and the defense plays like this, Super Bowl or bust. And I think that's what many people were thinking. Well, I, okay, let, let me rephrase it because there were a couple games where you felt that way. I felt that way against Jacksonville as well. Yeah. However, I felt that way up until about when, December. When, whenever we would use the statement, they're the best defense in the NFL, looking back on it, I do feel like. A lot of us said that because we felt it should be the case. But way too often, and we're I, for me, I'm specifically talking about the run defense, and I'm specifically talking about how the defensive line, in my eyes, never looked like you thought it should look. That's what I thought. I mean, come on. We said it all year. Why is Nick Bosa, why does he look like this, as opposed to the way he looked the year before? No? Well, he didn't look dramatically worse. I think he looked a little bit worse. And he's coming off a year where he was the best defensive player in football. So I think if you look at the games in general and you watch him play, he was a, you know, if you give him an A for last year in his DPOY year, he was a B, maybe a B plus. He wasn't a C or a C minus. 
You look at Javon Hargrave. I think he was a little bit more of a disappointment. Agreed. And then the left defensive end spot, whether it was Chase Young or Gregory, Cleveland Farrell was good, but other than that, their defensive line was not as disruptive as we would have thought. But I look at their defense for the first half of the year, and I think this defense was the best defense in football. Hmm. At no point did I look at the defense and go, it's as good as it should be. I never thought the production matched the names. I, I, I just didn't. Never felt that way. Did I think it was good enough to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, I did. I did. This is and not, they were for three quarters. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and, and by the way, last year, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl by giving up 34 points. Like, you don't, it's today's NFL. You don't have to have the best defense in the league in order to, 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 to win the whole thing. Baltimore bases themselves on defense. How are they doing in the playoffs? Right? The 49ers had to outscore the Lions, 34-31. to 31. So, yeah, I thought they could win a Super Bowl, but the whole year, I was like, it's good. It's good. It's good defense. doesn't seem like it's really performing the way you would think it would based on the names that they have. And at no point did I – I mean, I had curiosity – but we've never done any shows where I'm like, dude, Steve Wilkes has got to go. Steve Wilkes is doing something wrong. There's intricacies to it that I see as a fan that I there's no way I can know. I felt all year it was a head-scratcher why it wasn't more dominant. And then there was one play in the Super Bowl that, for me, crystallized it. And I won't blame Steve Wilkes or Kyle Shanahan, or I'll blame them both. It simply came down to when you hear people talk about complimentary football and they need to be a concert and the DBs need to play with the the D-line. I think most of us go, yeah, that sounds good, but okay, what the hell does that mean? Right, right. right. Do you remember on, I think this was the last drive, it's either the overtime drive or the final drive to tie the game to send it in overtime. It was OT and I know where you're going. Okay. Rashi Rice. No, not Rashi Rice. Oh. No. That's, that's the a, one for me. That's a good example. They sold out. They went all the way. And, and they then, played off. But there was one that was even easier. I think it was a third and two. Third and two. And the Niners brought a blitz. They're like, we got to go get him. We got to set up fourth and long. We're going to go get him. And they sent everything on the right side of the offensive line. And then Jarek McKinnon was just like, I'm right here three yards away from you with the linebackers and the other backers out there playing off. And Patrick Mahomes has never had an easier throw in his entire life. He could have made that throw when he was in peewee football. And so he did. And it gained about 10 yards, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Because whatever's happening up front it's not married to what's going on in the right, back. Right. If you're going to blitz, the first thing you got to do is go get the hot route on a play like that. And it was absolutely wide open. And that simply tells me that a divorce is needed. Like they're just they're not in sync. Yeah, that to me that's a scheme thing, and that's what happened on the uh, Rashi Rice play where you brought the blitz in overtime, and Rice was able to go across on uh, on the crossing route. It was man coverage behind, and you were all playing about six to eight yards off, trying to uh, prevent for the deep pass, 
And it was a lot of that, Mark, and it was a lot of that throughout the course of the year where the pass rush didn't match up with the coverage, and that's something you can't have. You think it was a scapegoat situation? No. Kyle blaming Steve Wilkes for the Super Bowl loss? No. Like, Kyle reacting to the Super Bowl loss? I don't think so. And I said this eight weeks ago, and uh, you know, Guru stole it from me, and everyone wants to give him the credit, and that's fine. This was going to happen anyway. Even if they won the Super Bowl, he would have been... They would have had a parting of ways, I think, because when Kyle Shanahan comes out and after the Minnesota game and says he knows he can't do that, and he calls timeout in the Super Bowl. That was the one for me. Yeah, there was a disconnection going way back this year that was not going to go forward next year. Should he have fired him halfway through the year? No. What do you do at that point? Bring in somebody who runs the defense you want to run. Right, and which who is, is that? what I, I have no idea. You know, and that, that to me is always yeah. the thing about right. like right, right, any right, right. any head coaching I mean, it job. Would, it so would like be, it would be an in-house thing. You you okay. you, you would elevate somebody who's so been right on the staff now, for a while. Fire Kyle Shanahan right now. Okay, who are you going to hire? Uh, and you have a whole off season to figure that one out. But are you going to find somebody who's better than Kyle Shanahan for all you fans out well, there no, 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 who no. want to fire him? Like no, I'm talking about Wilkes. No, I know, but yeah. I'm saying that this is the example of why you don't fire Wilkes in Week Nine or Week Eleven. Because what are you going to do? Who are you going to hire at that point to keep this championship thing rolling? Yeah, and they were rolling. They were rolling. They made it to the Super Bowl. Right. It's not like this thing was so broken that you know you were heading for the cliff. You still were a Super Bowl caliber team, and you made it to overtime of the Super Bowl. You don't fire anybody in that spot. There is something about this Super Bowl, and I mean that now because the 49ers have lost three of these. There's something about this one that's sending the grief process in the other direction. Back toward anger? It gets worse every day. Yeah. Not better. Well, the Kubler-Ross model, they talk about the five stages of grief. They are not sequential. You don't go from denial to anger to bargaining to depression to acceptance. It's not a linear process. You bounce around. You bounce around. Mm -hmm. And every individual goes through their own process in their own way. And, you know, many of us on Sunday and Monday, it was anger. And I got to bargaining pretty quick, which is... You get to that point of, you know, well, what if this and what if that? And even yesterday, what if they would have called illegal man downfield when the Chiefs scored to win the game? Well, well, then it would have been first and goal at the eight. And and maybe then, and what if, and could they have, and what if Greenlaw doesn't get hurt? That's bargaining. And then you get to acceptance. And I don't think that many fans have gotten to that point where you can just look at it and go, (laughs) you know what? And you got there early. Dude, Mahomes. Yeah. Like... You can still feel it out there. The Shanahan thing is it's still going up. The anger, the angst. Yeah. 888-957-9570. Let's take your calls. You think it was a scapegoat situation? Um, we're working on times for uh, Ramona Shelburne. Um, Sean Salisbury's on the show. We'll take your calls. Let's rock. It's Willard and Dibs. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm going to eat it. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Not always. Not always. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this... Um, Cold takes exposed. I, w- <laughs> I wonder uh, I wonder how long this is going to go. What? What is this? Kyle Anger. What's the date? Uh, you know the date. It's it, my half birthday. No. It's Come on, Mark. Fe- February 15th. Yes. The second day, greatest day, day of the year. A day that has nothing to do with Dan Dibley whatsoever. A day that marks that I am only six months away from turning. Mm-hmm. I'm halfway to a buck 11, Mark. You know, it, and what, I hope I make it. I love the young people. Whatever, Grandy. It's sho- my special day. And we shocking. got cookies on my day. Yeah, so what, scoreboard. What's shocking is how excited you are about birthdays at your age. If I were you, I'd lose the whole birthday thing. See, what you don't know about getting old, and it's because you're just a young little G in value packs. That's right. Every birthday when you get north of where I am, it's a true blessing. And even your half birthday, when you take a moment to realize how great it is to still be alive. That was a live look at my pulse. That was uh, unsettling. Actually, my pulse is way slower. I gave blood last week because I I try to give blood every four months because I have O positive and I'm trying to give back, literally. And the technician's like, "Uh, your pulse is 48. Do we need to call somebody? Do do those people know how hot your blood is? My my blood runs hot like, two to six. Do they know? Like we'll save your life, but you're going to be angry half the time. <laughs> Dude, like, do they know that your body temperature is 108? Is that possible? I'm mad. I'm mad about Shanahan. Sorry. Go ahead. Go nah, ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. They told me my pulse was remarkably low, and I said, "Yeah, I've got a big, very big, very strong heart." And that's a fact. Oh, I'm angry, the- Jeff. That's awesome. <laughs> I thought you were going to play. I'm a fat red pumpkin, well, which also would have worked. No, but, so well, well, if, if that's I'm a the way. Fat you, red pumpkin. There you go. If that's you. the way you feel, then why are you waiting every six months? You should feel that way about every day. I do. Okay. I do. Great. But every, we'll celebrate again tomorrow. Every six months. If and, we get here. Well, Kyle Shanahan doesn't know if we're going to make it to when tomorrow. When you get to your birthday, and at my age, your half birthday, you take a moment and you realize how great it is to still be alive. Yeah, I mean, I do that every Thursday. Well, it's and the best when you're day of the your week. age, you have, I mean, you're still yeah. like, 
you're still head down and grinding. Yeah. You get to be my age and you stop and you smell the roses. Oh, for God's sake. And you have a cookie in the kitchen. Stop it. When the Girl Scouts break you off a couple of boxes for your half birthday. <laughs> break you off a of something. Thank okay. you. All right. Anyway, um, 888 Back to Kyle. Back well, to no, anger. But that's my question. How long does it go? This one? And I told you this on Monday. Mm-hmm. I think this one goes on and on to the break of break of dawn. <laughs> I honestly, Mark, to I his think, half birthday. Well, and I, I think that this one lasts. Normally, a Super Bowl loss, your team makes it, you lose. It's a three day thing, two to three days. This one, I think, is a two week. It's two weeks plus oh, I for me. I think it's longer than that. Well, but I mean, I'll, two weeks of like top of mind. Well, because you mentioned, yeah. like whatever you mentioned going to break about. You know, Kyle and Wilkes and Scapegoat. The phones are still blowing up. There are still many, many, no, many you, people who yes. want a piece of this. You can see it all over social media. People Everywhere, are still Coach. batting around Kyle Shanahan. And Tommy on our YouTube page just said something on the chat that I think is exactly right. Um, it goes until they win a Super Bowl. I agree. However, I also think it's bigger than that. I, I, I think the Kyle's anger is not just about the loss it's not just about sunday it's more than that it's more than that it's conceptual it's personality and i bring it up today especially because i think that it is what is creating this idea the arrogance of kyle shanahan the now high profile nature of multiple super bowl losses has created a vibe surrounding Kyle Shanahan that would suggest that Kyle Shanahan, when things don't go well, blames other people. And I don't really see that as a repetitive characteristic with Kyle. Um, You can make that case against Minnesota. He held a press conference that to this day surprises the hell out of me. Not that he was wrong, but I couldn't believe he did it. I couldn't believe he went to a microphone and went, Steve knows he messed up. I couldn't believe it. I remember the shows we did that day. And I'm like, this isn't new. This is not good. They don't like each other. I think I likened it to uh, Michael Corleone giving Fredo a big kiss and saying, hey, I have an idea. Why don't you go fishing? (laughs) And that's basically what happened to Steve Wilkes. Joe Pesci, you're a made man. Come on, right through this door. Yeah. The morning rose called Nahigi and Joe Pesci earlier uh, today. Oh, how'd that go? Well, I mean, they they did a whole thing about who's Tony Soprano and Bonte. I'm Tony. I'm Tony. Got it. And then, uh, yeah, they, they went. They did a whole thing on the Sopranos cast, and um, it was pretty funny. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I and bet. then they turned I it bet. to Joe Pesci and, well, and the whole deal. I'm trying to remember after the last Super Bowl loss who the scapegoat was, because it felt like I guess it was Jimmy. G. Jimmy, but but I don't think that was from Kyle. Right. See, that's did what Kyle I mean. fire anyone last time? Um, I don't think so. Feb two, 2020. You lose by eleven, and then. What happened after that? I mean, D Ford, uh, nothing. Jimmy G, nothing. He picked Jimmy G over Tom Brady, right? Well, Tom Brady okay. said no, thank you. So what about this, Uncle okay. Looney? One of our favorites just just sent in this note. It's not that he blames, but he doesn't take accountability first like every other head coach. You buy that? I've heard Kyle take accountability, and by the way, what I really disagree with on that comment is that every other head coach takes accountability. Oh, no, they don't. Oh, no, they don't. 
Get any NFL player on and ask if they've ever been put in a situation where they feel like the coach is putting it on the players. I've seen coaches do that even with injuries. Injuries! Yeah. Suggesting that a guy should play through it, but, well, he's selected to get surgery, so what are you going to do? I mean... I wonder what Kyle needs to take accountability for in this game. There you go. Or... or, Let's just think about this game. Or whenever. This game. What does Kyle need to take accountability for? Like the overtime deferral? We weren't prepared for overtime. Fine. Fine. You can take accountability for that. Okay. And you know, he can maybe come out in a week and say, you know, after further after further review, view of you, uh, we should probably not take the ball and my third possession analytic is maybe not accurate. Okay. You're a genius. You should be able to convert third and four. Right. Well, I mean, apparently and, uh, every time the play, uh, I like the play that we called and stuff, and uh, you know the first one and stuff. Um, uh, Jimmy G, I mean, uh, I mean uh, Brock Purdy, it, yeah. he didn't see that uh, Ayuk was open and stuff, and uh, there was a, a breakdown and on the second one and stuff. I mean, Spencer knew that he had to slide right and stuff, and um, uh, if we get a block there, Ayuk is alone in the end zone and stuff, and uh, if he chooses to throw Juwan and stuff, um, uh, he's open as well, and so I feel like if the if the protection was better and stuff, that you know we might have scored. Stuff. Yeah, that's not accountability. But I'm with you. Well, what's the accountability there? Well, that play call was terrible. I only schemed two guys open. I should scheme three guys open. Right. My bad. Right. My fault. My fault. And I should have known that my offensive lineman was going to go the wrong way. For me, the only accountability is first half, you know, maybe I should have used my timeouts to get the ball back. Okay. Although he could say, you know, up 10 nothing, I felt good about where we were. I get that. And well, Kyle's always going to be conservative, and I don't like it, but that's Kyle. And that's fine. But my, my question is, like, even, even go through the exercise of the things you're saying right now. Examples of what accountability would sound like from Kyle Shanahan. Right. I don't ever hear any coach ever say stuff like that. Who the hell walks to a microphone after a loss? Well, Steve in, Kerr, but he's, you know, Steve, first four of titles. All, and by the way, man. not right after a loss. He waits till he gets to Willard and Dibbs because he needs 24 to 48 to think about it. Good point. He didn't go to, did he go to the microphone after the Warrior game? Nope. Well, I should have left Moody in. Nope. Nope. Took 24 hours. And he heard what everyone was saying. And Raymond Ritter called him. People aren't happy about Moody. I don't know. I'll go on Willard and Dibbs. And I'll, I'll, the first question they ask, they could be like, what'd you have for dinner? Well, I can tell you what. I didn't have nudies because it rhymes with Moody, and I should have left him in last night. <laughs> nice. Like, that's, I'm sorry. That's not what a coach sounds like. Who goes to the microphone after the game? Moments after it's over with a list of everything that, 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 that they did wrong. That they did right. wrong. Which, by the way, many of those things they didn't do wrong. But for whatever reason, we hear that word all the time. So I hear you, 49er fans. I'm just curious what you think it would do for you. Accountability. So many of you want accountability from Kyle Shanahan. It's because what we all want, Mark, is what? You know what we want. It's a pound of flesh. We always want... A pound of flesh. But when a, something a, doesn't a, happen... A pound of flesh is someone being fired or that, punished. I or, mean, in Steve Wilkes' case, it's probably 195 pounds of flesh. We want somebody to say, I screwed up. And then okay. we, we can either be forgiving or we can say, see? See, Shanahan? I knew it. 
I knew you screwed up. Right, but it's but, the I told you so mentality of America so, or um, our society. So Looney follows up on YouTube and says, Dan Campbell, there's accountability. Dan didn't say he messed up. He said he would do it again. On the two-point conversion? On all of them. The fourth downs. He's, well, the two-point conversion was the one against Dallas where but he didn't he never came out and said I messed up. He went on I thought a radio, he came out and said no, I probably should have kicked it after that. He went on a radio show and enforced the announcers to say, he goes say it. Say it. Be an adult. Say it directly to me. You think I messed up? Say it. And the radio host is like I think you messed up. He's like great. You think I messed up? I get it. He never said <laughs> I wouldn't do it again. He never said that. I'd argue this. I don't care if you want accountability. You want accountability, great. I think you'd be super uncomfortable if he actually gave it to you. I think you'd think it would be cringy. I think it would be cringy. I think it would be incredibly strange and uncomfortable. Or soft, people for a, say. Exactly. For a head coach to walk in front of a microphone right after a game or even the next day and be like, so, <laughs> all right, I know you all saw the Super Bowl. Um, let me get my list. Here's all the things that I messed up. What? What on earth are we doing? Like, you don't want him throwing other people under the bus, but you want him to throw himself under the bus. No, like, that's not... By the way, (laughs) mistakes... I had a few. They happen. Yeah. The Chiefs committed a truckload of them. Do you want accountability from Andy Reid? For defensive holding, interceptions, and four fumbles, his team escaped. Five fumbles. It's just, I don't know, man. I, it's not that I don't understand the, 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 the emotion. I just think it's a weird request. I want accountability from Kyle. And then what? What if he did? Well, then you either move on or you don't. What if he came out today and was like, so I'm, I, yeah. I have five things that I wish I did differently. Then the people who want him fired would would say, "See, these are the five reasons why we want him out." And the people who love Kyle would say, "Man, it's so great, Kyle, that you came out and you kept it real and you you came clean about the mistakes you made." To your point, doing what some people are asking him to do, it solves nothing because the people who are against him will be even more against him, using that as fuel. And the people who are apologists or stands, stand the hands. Shanna fans. Yeah. They would say, oh, see, Kyle, he's so transparent. We love him even more. Hey, Grandy, take your time. Can you go find a clip or two from the press conference when Trey Lance got traded? That sounded like accountability to me. That sounded like accountability to me. Grandy's got a mouthful of cookie right well, now. Well, so that's why I told him to take his time. It's an apple, Dibs. Come on. Whatever. I see you with a box of Girl Scouts in there. Apple the day keeps the Girl Scout cookies in your mouth. Um, mm-hmm. Slots and coffee in the city. Whoa. Hey, Slots, what are you doing? Can't say that. What's up, guys? Still off. Trying to smart Yeah, yeah. It's not going away, I is it, Slots? I think you guys... You guys got a few things uh, where you guys hit the nail on the head right there, but I'm going to give you guys two things of why it ended up like this when we had to fire Steve Wilkes. Okay. In overtime, what is Kyle Shanahan's job to do? Um, Get down the field and score. Well, Get down I, the field and score. I would, I would have answered it differently, but go ahead. 
My my answer for almost anything that you say about what's Kyle Shanahan's job, I would answer it to put his players in the best position to succeed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I could agree with that. Okay. And Steve Wilk's job is once the Kansas City Chiefs has the ball, stop them, and we win. Right. Same thing to put his defensive players in the best position to succeed. Best position. Right. And our this is where it comes down to our defense has never been in this best position this whole season. They look very unorganized. Our defensive line, so our safeties of Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw was not on that field. The middle of that field was just completely lost. It's like he was running two different plays for the sets of players that was on there. It was just the way it seemed. Our, our defense was nowhere bleeding in sacks the way they were in the previous years. I, th- I thought our defense, I mean, we were getting people on third and, third and 10, and they were getting first downs, third and 15 first downs. We can get off the field on a third down. They did give up a lot of those. I think it was a we, – we gave up so much big yardage plays that I don't think teams scared us getting that third down conversion. Yeah, Slots, uh, it's a good call. You know what? If we're going to go stats, and I know you're, you're real good at finding these fast, what, what were the Niners against the run this year? Do you have that? How yeah, Mark, I do. And I'm what, actually – I'm glad you asked me that. Yeah, what were they against the run? Uh, yards per attempt, they were tied for 10th. 4.1 yards per attempt. Okay. And I think that's the best way to do it as opposed to total yards because different teams get rushed on sure. at different levels. Sure, sure. Overall yards per play, they were tied for 7th. Okay. With Dallas at 5 yards per play. Okay. I mean – if you want, I don't want to play the stats game. Yards per attempt in passing, they were fifth. Fifth. 5.4. Okay. So better, and they actually, and we did this yesterday a little bit, they were better year over year against the pass this year as opposed to last year. Last year they were 10th or 11th. This year they were fifth. So mm-hmm. the back end, uh, he's better at the back end, as Nick Bosa would tell you, the back end was better. The front end was worse. Mm-hmm. So the junk was in the trunk. But the top side was not as... And he's, and he, yeah, and he's a back-end guy. Right. <laughs> I mean, Go ahead and cut that. I didn't mean Thank that. You. Anyway. Anyhow. It, a lot of people it'd are. It'd be better if you would have said that you were a back-end guy, <laughs> well, but you didn't. It's increased through the years. It anyway, has. I'm both. Anyway. Um, babe, I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. A few more hours. So, I, I, I just... I don't want to do the stats game. I don't, I don't want to, but I think you can. Like, those of you who want to play it, you can play it back. And and here's the other thing that I notice a lot, and this is what I really hate. There seem to be fans who've decided, and maybe this is just 2024 in America, you have to pick a side. You have to pick a side. Do you feel that? Of course. Offense or defense? It's like are you Red states, blue states. Thank you. Right. Are you a, um, I mean, this is a bad example, right? Are you a Kerr guy or are you a Kaminga guy? Are you a, um, are you a Shanahan guy or are you a Wilkes guy? Are you a Kobe guy or are you a Shaq guy? Are you a whatever? We could, on and on. It's everything at all times. The offense of the 49ers and the defense of the 49ers are on the same damn team. And we have, Ended up in a debate over who's to blame. I'm not sitting here saying that the 49ers offense had a great postseason. It did at times. It didn't at others. 
was great in the second half in the first two rounds. It was great in the first half in the last round. I don't think that this is a relevant conversation, though. A lot of people, if you understand this, if your response to anything negative about the defense, well, but the offense, that means you are buying into the scapegoat narrative. You're buying into the scapegoat narrative. I don't think this was a scapegoat. I think the 49ers want to be at their best. I think they would like the whole team to be at their best. And on the defensive side of the football, you've got a lot of coaches doing a lot of different things that did not blend well. And for me, the end-all, be-all, forget anything that Kyle says, the players said it. The players have gone public. Nick Bosa, chiefly among them, saying that we, we struggled this year to get all, everybody on the same page. If that's how the players feel after a full year of trying, then yeah, let's do something different. Let's do something different, and well, that's not a blame or a scapegoat. I get it, but the offense also struggled at times to be on the same page and to get things done. And you look at Spencer Burford. To be on the same page? Spencer Burford was not on the same page. Well, that's one guy going wrong way on one play. On the biggest play of your season. Granted. And on a third and four, your protection broke down. And... You can look at it two different ways. And if you look at the offense, you're not going to look at the offensive mastermind and say, well, he might be in trouble. He's got to go because he's the architect of the whole thing. And if you just look at the numbers, and I know you love stats, Mark, the offense the offense gained 68 more yards than the defense allowed in the three postseason games. Okay. But the defense got five turnovers and the offense committed three. So the defense got you the ball twice more yeah. than than you gave it up. So if you want to look at just the numbers, it was pretty even. Uh, and the team was an overall, they were a plus three in the postseason. You won by three, you won by three, you lost by three. So for me, if you want to look at just the three postseason games, it's a wash in terms of offense versus defense. Because the defense was great in the second half against Detroit. And they were great in the first half against Kansas but City. But again, again. They were now, great. Well, but now you're whittling it down to, to, to the last game or two or so. Those are the biggest games of the year. You're right, but that's not what this was about. This oh, was, I know. This was about the whole year. For sure, Mark. And, but I'm just making the greater point yeah. of, if you really want to look at the year in totality, the defense was really, really good. Now, were they as good as they should have been? That's debatable, and Kyle Shanahan obviously didn't think so. Uh, we're presented by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. All right, everybody wants to get in on this. Uh, we're coming to you. Ramona Shelburne is going to join us uh, shortly here after the uh, the 3 o'clock hour. So uh, Waterman and Mike and Spencer and Nicholas and Jay and Jason, stay right where you are. We are uh, we're on the way. It's Weathered and Dips. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t